Welcome to Sports the Podcast Fantasy Show, a Sports the Website podcast hosted by Mike Lavery with Jason Olivo. Hear them laugh, hear them cry, hear their five-year conversation on if Blake Bortles is good. Well, this is the kind of speed, the explosiveness the Carolina Panthers are counting on on D'Angelo Williams. A 28-yard touchdown throw for Danny Amendola. Michael Floyd, Floyd battling to get to the end zone. Floyd extends his body for the touchdown. And thank you very much. David Wilson returns the favor. For Michael Finley, heck, there were three guys on him. Hi, thanks for tuning into Sports the Podcast Fantasy Show. I am your host, Mike Leary. Uh, sorry for that pause there. One of the dogs just got very startled. I'm riding solo today. Jason couldn't make it. Joanna and I touched base, but our schedules didn't line up. So I thought I'd just do a quick mini episode uh, about who to pick up this week. Sorry, I already recorded one for the new software program, and it wouldn't let me edit it on the editing software because of the file type. So I'm redoing it all. Maybe that'll be better. Maybe it'll be worse. I don't know. But let's just start with the quarterbacks. At the beginning of the year, I said Carson Wentz was a league winner. You know, that probably wasn't the best, but I was saying, you know, take him late, very late in the league, and he'll do you well, and he's been doing well. This past week, he threw over 400 yards against the Ravens. He had two touchdowns. He's had multiple touchdowns in three of the last five weeks. He's taking out Houston this week, and then in week eight, he's playing Tennessee. So I think he's a good guy to pick up and play for a handful of weeks. I guess I <laughs> I should have mentioned that my week I went 4-2, and two, and that Monday night game was a roller coaster. I had Lamar in a couple leagues. I had Blankenship in a couple leagues. I also was going against Blankenship in the league. Uh, and I was going against, I don't remember who else. I was going against, I had a lot of people with or against me in that game. And, you know, if you're not with me, you're against me. And one of the reasons I lost one of them was because... Blankenship got enough for me to win my one matchup and not enough for me to win, to lose another matchup. Or not, uh, they had Blankenship, they had enough to beat him, to beat me in one league, and it was enough for me to beat someone in another league, so I love when that happens. Uh, it's just very exciting, you don't know what to root for, you don't know. If, if somehow there's a small middle ground, we can get one of them both, that was an option this time, but it's like trying to debate which league you need to win in more. Uh, the one that I lost in, I definitely needed it because now I'm below 500 in that one. And the one I won, I was already above 500. But that's okay. The one I won was the money league, so that's, that's all that matters. Another quarterback that I would pick up this week is Taylor Haneke. Joanna's going to love this take. He did not look good against New Orleans last week. He had under 50% completion percentage. He had under 250 yards. He had no touchdowns, but he did have two picks. <laughs> He only rushed for 40 yards. It was the worst game we saw from him this season, against, and it was against that Saints defense. However, this week he is going against the 32nd-ranked Chiefs defense, 32nd against opposing quarterbacks in fantasy. So I do think that he is a very safe play. Um, you know, worst-case scenario, I think he'll still be middle-of-the-pack quarterback-wise. He could do a little better. He probably won't do too much worse. So if, if you're streaming quarterbacks or you have a bye this week, you have Matt Ryan or you have Zach Wilson, Bryce, 
he might be a quarterback to play. I I like Wentz better, but Henneke's an option. Running backs, there's three that I'm going to talk about. And this is the order in which I rank how I like them. Drell Williams, Khalil Herbert, and Devontae Booker. Williams, he's going against Washington. So Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, he is going to be out for a couple weeks. Williams led the team in snaps out of running backs last last week with 37. He had five rushing attempts. Uh, he's expected to be the lead back. And McKinnon's on the roster. And McKinnon probably fills that CEH role better. But we haven't seen him do a lot yet with the team. We've seen Williams when he's the starter, what he's capable of. Like in the playoffs last year, he had, on a couple games, he had over 1,100 yards. He had a touchdown. He had, you know, he's he's passable in the passing game. With that offense, he's going to get opportunities. He's going to get red zone opportunities, and, you know, that's what it's all about. The Washington defense, they give the most up points per game to running backs. So this is definitely the week you want to start him against Washington. So I was never really buying into Damon Williams. Last week, when it came to pickups, I picked up Khalil Herbert in more leagues than I did Williams. Uh, in my 16-team dynasty league, my running backs are all dinged up. I have Akers on the aisle. I have Saquon, who's now hurt. Um, I have Miles Gaskin, who I benched. Bad week to do that. But I picked up Khalil Herbert last week, and I could not be happier. I love picking up rookies that have a chance for their role to grow, because I got him cheap, and keep him cheap forever. But last week, he had 18 rushing attempts, which is more than Damon Williams had. He had 16. Herbert had 75 yards. He played more snaps, obviously, like I said. And this offense could have two usable running backs. Not that the offense is great, but it's going to be a very run-heavy offense, especially with Justin Fields in the game. In college, he was pretty good. He, he was drafted this year, I think it was fifth or sixth round, but in college he had almost 3,000 yards, 22 touchdowns. He had over 30 receptions. He had 300 receiving yards. And he's like an all-around good running back. He really identifies running lanes really well. He has good game speed, not necessarily like a burner, but he, between his balance and his speed, he's a really good running back at finding the lanes and going with it. I'm excited for him. In a dynasty, I would pick him up anywhere you could because I think I could see his role growing. Montgomery hasn't necessarily wowed, and he's not a lock to like have that whole role to himself. Uh, the last one is Devontae Booker. I don't love Booker. Uh, he did have two touchdowns last week, but he's not going to have two, chance, two touchdowns every week. We've seen how tough it has been for Saquon, who has been playing great, but in that offense with the offensive line. It, like, obviously Booker's not Saquon, and he's going to have a lot more trouble having that success. He's going to get the volume. It seems like they like to kind of stick to one back when they can. And the, the Rams, they kind of are okay against running backs. They're better than average, but um, they'll probably give up runs because I have a feeling they're going to be up big and they're just going to try to stop the passing. So if you have to play Booker, you can, but out of those three, he'd be my least favorite. So wide receivers, I've been talking about Bateman all year. I've been saying I see OBJ potential for him. He's coming back this week, I think. In, in college, uh, his, 
his freshman year, he only had 15 receptions, but he had six touchdowns in that span, uh, 700 yards. Sophomore year, he had only had nine more catches, but he had almost 500 more yards. He had 60 receptions for 1,200 yards, 11 touchdowns in 13 games. In his junior year, he only played five games, almost had 500 yards and two touchdowns. Um, like I was saying with Beckham, you know, he missed his first quarter season as a rookie, and he came out and just exploded. I could see something like that with Bateman. It's going to be tougher in this offense because not as many touches to the wide receivers, and we've seen Hollywood really take on a big role there. So it's going to be tough to cut out of that role, but I see the potential there. They could have multiple receivers that are good. And then the other one is another rookie I've been talking about forever. Kadarius Tony. he finally had a big game. He had uh, 10 catches, 189 yards. He had a pass attempt. He had a carry inside the 10. The Giants offense, a lot of injuries like I've been talking about Saquon. Who knows if Daniel Jones is going to play or not. Shepard and Darius Slay might come back or they might be hurt. Galladay's going to be out for a little bit, it seems. Tony could have a big role, and he might be their best receiver. He's definitely their best after-catch receiver. He makes people miss. He, When the ball's in his hands, he makes plays. He's not necessarily a go-up-and-get-it kind of guy, but at the same time, he is quick enough that he can make some deep plays. I like Tony a lot, too. If I was to debate between the two, it's tough. Because there's going to be Tony, I might have to lean Tony. But between him and Bateman, and either one's good. If you can get them both, that's great. It might be tough this week to, or this season to know who to start when, but in Dynasty, you want them both. Yeah, yeah, Tony. Tight ends. So I have a handful here, but I've been talking about Mike Gusecki for a while. He had 25 targets over the last three weeks, and he still only played 60% of Miami's plays, so he's getting a good amount of targets when he's on the field. If the amount he's on the field extends, maybe he'll get more targets. What worries me about Kaseki is that he's doing this without Tua, and if Tua comes back this week, who knows what the role is going to be for Gaseki? I still think he's worth the pickup because he has the athleticism, he has the size. I would love to see, like he could be a tight end one, and I would love to see it. This is Hunter Henry. It's tough. Over the last couple of weeks, he's gotten 10 catches, 10 catches and 170 yards, two touchdowns. And Mac has a quarterback rating of 110 when he passes to Henry. Henry's big. He's not athletic as he used to be, but he is their best red zone target. Best red zone weapon in general. Normally, for the Patriots, I'd say their running backs are their best red, red zone weapons. <laughs> but their running backs have been fumbling on the goal line, at least two on the goal line this season, but they've had huge fumbling problems. Henry's not going to have a ton of volume. He's very touchdown dependent, but if you're the best touchdown threat on the team and you're touchdown dependent, that's a lot more palatable than if you're someone who's, like I'm going to talk about uh, Dan Arnold, you know, who who's touchdown dependent, gets a lot of volume, but isn't necessarily red zone volume. So I guess I'll talk about Dan Arnold. You know he got traded a couple weeks ago, and he saw eight targets last week and caught six for 64 yards. They traded for him because they had a hole there. They saw something in him. He, since he's been on the team, or last week he ran 70% of the tight end routes on the team. So they they want to use him and they want to get him involved. Next week they're going against Miami, who's bottom 
deep tight uh, defense against tight ends. So Dan Darnold, <laughs> Darnold, Dan Arnold is a decent play. If I was to rank them, I also want to talk about Dalton Schultz. Actually, I just like him. I've been talking about him all week. The volume's still there. But if I was to rank these tight ends, Travis Gusecki, Henry, Arnold, Schultz. No wait, I'd switch Schultz, switch Schultz and Arnold. Man, my brain is not working now that I'm doing this for a second time. Um, it's a tough week with Pitts out. I know a lot, everyone who has Pitts is probably sorry. I think their Patriots can be down to the Cowboys. Down against the Cowboys. Henry's going to be important to that, but I don't know if they're going to put up many touchdowns on the Cowboys. I'd probably go Gasicki this week, but if he's not there, roll with Henry. If he's not there, roll with Schultz, and if he's not there, roll with Arnold. There's a lot of good choices at tight end this year. Um, you see them, I'm seeing them a lot more used than years past, and that's good for fantasy, obviously. And then the last team, the last position I want to talk about is defenses. So, one I really love this week is the Steelers defense. They're 13th ranked, so they're not necessarily in every league. They're going against Seattle, who isn't going to have Russ. They're going to have Geno Smith. It doesn't say enough. They're also probably not going to have um, Chris Carson. And if he does play, he has a neck injury, so who knows how much he'll play. So I think that's really a really sneaky play. Hitting the Steelers, who are going in... Like, the, the Seattle offense is ranked 7th, so it's a tough matchup. But obviously that ranking's before they lost their quarterback, and they lost their running back, so it might not stand out that this is a good play. But it is. Another good play is the Bengals versus Detroit, and I've, I got burned by the Bengals on a bad matchup earlier, but I still believe this could be a good game against Detroit. Colts against Houston. Houston's the 26th, 25th ranked offense. Colts could put up some numbers. We uh, The Broncos against Las Vegas. That's interesting because Broncos D's been very good. The fourth best defense. Las Vegas has been very good. What will happen without John Groot? I think he's so important to Carr. Carr has performed so much better with Groot. Sometimes when a coach is fired, we see a team rally around that. Sometimes we see a team crumble under that. It's it's almost a stay away for me because I'm very worried. But I don't know. I kind of I kind of want to say play the Broncos. And then the last one is the Cowboys versus the Patriots. I mean the Cowboys have a good defense. I just think the Patriots are gonna get lit up this week. I think the Cowboys are gonna do whatever they want against them. So that's pretty much my fantasy outlook for this week. I don't have much more to say. We have big things we're working on. You know, there might be an acquisition, a rebrand, a sports, the podcast. There might be a TV show coming up. A web TV show, I should say, a web show. Um, so just keep tuning in. That's the end of the episode. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye.